Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is episode 111 of the Say Hey Podcast. I am Doug Hayes. It is November 9th, 2023. Bringing in my co-host as always, Say Hey Rob. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? Happy Friday, Junior, to you. It's Friday for me. Oh, is it? Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> you, you didn't tell me that before, so you know, go screw yourself for that, actually. <laughs> But yeah, you know what? Yeah, November 9th. God damn. Like it's getting cold. Baseball's like officially gone. We're done. The holidays are coming and Bruce Bochy's getting ready to partake in another World Series parade. So um yeah, everything's kind of, you know, kind of normal now, I guess. Yeah, man, the Rangers. The Texas Rangers. Who had the Rangers win in the World Series this year? Not me. I mean, if talking about the offseason they had last year and uh, you know, they brought in Seager, they brought in Simeon, and um, I mean, they had they had a talented roster. Like, I, I think looking at that team on paper, it's like, yeah, you could see that happening. But, um, I mean, everybody was in on the Mets and the Braves and the Dodgers and the Phillies. And, um, man, I mean, Texas gets it done and, and goes up against the feisty Arizona Diamondbacks. They went in five. Uh, it was nice to see. Um, two, I know we've had the Rangers in the world series, what twice back in 10 and 11, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's been 12 years and then it's been, you know, 22 years since Arizona was it. So it was, it was nice to see kind of quote unquote newer teams, uh, in the fall classic this year for sure. Yeah. No, no Astros, no, no, no Dodgers, none of that Mm -hmm. bullshit. You know, that was like you said, a couple, couple fresh faces, you know, out there. Um, and uh, Tori Lovello, good manager for Arizona, obviously. Yeah. Um, he will not win NL manager of the year, but you know what? In hindsight, he probably should. You know, probably that's why should. We, you gotta wait to do those votes, people. But yeah, playoffs matter. That's when it's the manager's time to shine. It sure is. I mean, just yeah, ask Bruce Bochy. But yeah, but it's officially gone for for us. It was a year to forget, no doubt about it. And uh that's why I'm kind of excited for tonight's episode. So obviously, once awards come out, we'll check in on our preseason predictions. But we can check in on the World Series preseason prediction. Rob, you had what? <laughs> I had Bob Melvin, San Diego Padres <laughs> <laughs> against Chris Corbett's Toronto Blue Jays in the Fall uh, Classic, yeah. and uh, you know, and I had Toronto winning the World Series, so. I, at least they actually made the playoffs. San Diego, I mean, we will just not talk about it again. No, Bob Melvin don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about it. Um, but so I was just a bit outside on that one. So I also had the Blue Jays in the World Series, but losing to the Atlanta Braves, who got taken out in the NLDS by the division foe Philadelphia Phillies this year. So uh-huh. a great series, by the way. It was probably the most uh, electric, I would say, out of all of them. 
Yeah, they were talking shit to each other. They were, you know, bulletin board material. You know, Orlando Arcia, man, wrong yeah. place, wrong time, buddy. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, that was a fun series. Best one outside outside of the outside of the Rangers Astros. That was my favorite series. Okay, okay. So before we get into external free agent candidates, we're going to talk about some internal stuff and we'll try and keep it short, but we felt like it was important enough to touch base on no pun intended. Um, the opt-ins, the opt-ins and opt-outs that occurred this week, right after the world series concluded. So uh, first guy uh, real quick, we'll talk about Sean Manaya. He had a, uh, an option to uh, come back this year. I believe it was the same as Ross Stripling. It was for another 12 and a half. He declined it. So he will hit free agency and can sign with uh, whatever club he wants. Um, I don't, of course, I didn't put his numbers right in front of me. If you look at Shamanaya's numbers, they're not great. Um, but he pitched harder this year. His velocity was way up. Um, he did have some stretches, actually, like in the middle of the season where he was pitching fairly well. He embraced kind of the bullpen uh, role instead of, you know, starting all the time. Um, so. Uh, I, Sean Manai is definitely going to have a couple of suitors for sure. And um, I, you know, not that I want him back, but I wouldn't be shocked that the giants are actually still in it to see if, you know, they can get him back again, maybe um, under so- some sort of role. So uh, not shocked that I would say I'm not shocked that he opted out. Cause I think he can go get a little bit of a better deal. what do you think? Yeah, no, he ended the year very strongly. Uh, he had a strong August and in, in, in September. So, like you said, velocity was up. Um, dealt with a lot of bullshit. I I think he he knew coming in he might be used out the bullpen a, a little bit in that uh, in that piggyback role occasionally. But hell, I mean, they skipped his first start in Chicago against the White Sox in order to do that, and they ended up bringing him in like six innings. So yeah. they did that. They did that with him right out of the gates. So I'm yeah. not sure how how crazy he was about that when. It, when, when, when a manager or whoever, whoever was telling him, it could have been far on, it could have been Gabe Kapler, who, and they're telling you, we don't trust you to start against the Chicago White Sox, he might have had a second thought right out the gates about what the hell am I doing here? But <laughs> he responded well. Um, yeah, uh, seven, seven and six, you know, that's kind of surprising. He ended up with seven, a seven and six record considering he got all those decisions and he, and he barely even started. So I think it's because he was getting a lot of those four, five, six innings, you know. Like in those yeah. little those little tweeners, but yeah, you know, four for four ERA, a FIP of three three nine zero, so a little bad luck in there. One hundred seventeen innings, you know. He like I said, like he he ascended as, as the as the year year went on. Like he didn't get worse, so it made all sense in the world for him to be like, "Hey boys, I'm I'm out of here. I'm gonna go check the market." For sure. Um, talking about the next, like not surprising guy, Ross Stripling. Um, you know, came in from uh, Toronto, signed a one-year deal with, uh, you know, a uh, player option for 2023, and he really struggled. Um, you know, he gave up 20 home runs this year in 89 innings, uh, you know, came in and 20, he, he appeared in 22 games, started half of them, 11, 536 ERA, um, just just really struggled uh, giving up the long ball, which he he – has only done that a little bit in his career, but um, yeah, it, this one, I mean, was not a shock at all. He basically said, you know, halfway or three quarters through the season, like, yeah, I'm going to be coming back guys. <laughs> I mean, I just, <laughs> like uh, I haven't done well enough to do better on the market. So uh, I'm going to, and that's, you know, that player option protects the player, 
And so mm-hmm. he'll be back for 12.5 next year. Um, assuming that he's, I mean, he, he obviously could start, could be in the mix to start, but I would assume that he's going to be a guy that starts out in the bullpen and we'll just go from there and see how it works since he's not going to be there after next year, um, likely. So <laughs> Ross Stripling, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned the long ball problem. Yeah, 20 home runs in uh, 89 innings. That's not uh, – yeah, it's not good. Uh, com- compare that to the 12 he gave up last year in a, or in 2022 in 134 innings. Um, yeah, he's a, a bit of an issue this year, keeping the ball in the yard. Um, and, yeah, couldn't have gone off to a worse start. Um, that, that home opener against the uh, – was it the home opener against the yeah the home opener against the Royals where he he came yes. in after after Shamanaya yes who went who went from piggyback boy to uh, I'm starting the home home opener and Manaya deals Stripling comes in there in the seventh inning I believe and he just gets tattooed so another guy just right, right out of the gates it just didn't start well and then never recovered you know injuries you know we don't know how legit those injuries were i think there's there's a lot of phantom il going on with them or, or with with stripling and i think he was vocal about that too he was like yeah you know there's nothing wrong with me it's like god dude shut up man like <laughs> you're like uh you're not supposed to talk about that <laughs> yeah you're not supposed to talk about that but <laughs> yeah i mean he was um yeah like you said he was pretty um upfront about oh yeah i'm coming back next year i i because i suck this year so yeah yeah 12.5 million. Yeah, 12.5 million to, to, to come back and give it a, a second shot. So it's I a just, chunk. It's a chunk. I, I, yeah, it's a chunk. I, 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 that's good work if you can find it. For sure. Um, third guy I want to talk about. We, we have only four, but third guy I want to talk about. This one, uh, it's Alex Cobb. Now he is, you know, uh, 36 years old. Um, he will be 36 when the season starts. Um, so he's getting up there in age. He's had an injury history, but he is having hip surgery, uh, and he'll miss the beginning of this of the 2024 season. I'm not. There's no timetable, so I don't want to throw any months out there. I don't know if he, he'll be back in May or June, maybe somewhere in that time. Um, had a really strong first half. Was an all star for the first time in his career. Second half kind of fell off a little bit. Um, overall numbers were still strong for a two starter 28 starts 151 in the third innings um a 387 era uh and what seven and seven um 131 strikeouts and 37 walks so pretty good pretty good ratio there here here's my here's my thing with alex cobb and and you know this more than anyone i've been an alex cobb apologist um ever since the giants got him um I understand why they picked up the option to bring him back. This was a, a club option, I believe, not a mutual. It was a club. Uh, it's only $10 million. It was a $2 million buyout, so it's an $8 million decision. So it's not like if he if he pitches in 20-plus starts, you know, it's probably worth the $10 million. So I get that. Um, but the way he pitched in the second half, he's going to be coming off of a hip surgery, which is, you know, pretty significant. Um I'm worried about how he's going to look next year when he returns. I hope he comes back and he's strong, but to me, you know, and Farhan in this off season, this short off season so far, you know, no, no big names have been signed yet, obviously, but he's, he's basically said his number one thing is he doesn't want starting pitching depth. He wants a front end of the rotation guy. Right. And if, if that's going to be, if Alex Cobb 
can be the third or fourth guy in next year's rotation, that rotation's probably going to be pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, to me, that means that they're going to be bumping Cobb down to the, you know, the third guy. If, if they're able to bring in a, a front end of the, a rotation guy, that's fine. If they don't, if they don't address starting pitching though, in free agency and come, you know, say, let's just say Cobb comes back in like late May and he is the second best pitcher in that rotation. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm yeah, worried. It's, it's probably not. It's probably not good. So I, I know I'm kind of going on and on here, but I, I, I'm cautious with with Alex Cobb coming back for next year. Yeah, and you have every right to be. Um, kind of the opposite of Sean Benaya, right? Uh, kind of got worse as, as season as season went, wore down. Open, kind of openly said, you know, as well. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a little fatigued. You know, it's it. it you know, I'm throwing a lot of I'm throwing a lot of innings. Like the the Giants were, were vocal about a lot of things last year, and I, I and I honestly respect that. But yeah, I mean, through 151 innings, man, like that's the most he's thrown since 2018. You know, that's a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. You know, through through 149 in 2022, but still, that's for a, a guy who was coming off you know a lot of you know a couple, couple surgeries, you know, you know, you know, a lot of issues, couldn't stay on the field. You know, he's really kind of you know built it up here here the last two years. You know. You know, he was an all-star, and he, in, in in hindsight, he's one of those guys where, you know, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, but you know, our boy Brooks Nutson said, you know, friend friend of the show, <laughs> hey, maybe they should, the Giants should look to move Alex Alex Cobb at the trade deadline last year. He did, he did. He caught and he caught a lot of flack for that, and it made a lot all the sense in the world because to you and me and, and a lot of people, the giants just did not pass the eye test at, at any point last year. I, no. I, I, don't, I don't care what the standing said, but you know, they didn't trade them. You know, it, it is what it is. And yeah, now you just, you got to take your time with them. Like, like, like you said, if he comes back in May, June, whatever, you know, you got to hope you get shoot half the production that you got out of him this last year. And, and in 2022, like the, you know the numbers, you know, don't don't back it up in, in 2022. But he had a he had a great 2022 as well. But so yeah, but I'm 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 with you. Kind of kind of at this point, glad, glad he's back. But he has to. He can't summer, be the number two guy. Yeah, come summertime, he's got to be your th- <laughs> your three and a half four. All right, let's let's put it that way. He's he's a back end of the rotation guy, and I, that's why what he was brought in here to be. You know this. These last two years, yeah, outside of Logan Webb, he's been their best pitcher the last two years. Like no, no, no question about it. And you just, you know, you can't expect that out of him. You know, he's about to turn thirty six for Christ's sake. Like <laughs> it's time's running short. Perfect world. Webb is con- Webb continues to do what he's doing. Kyle Harrison makes the jump and mm-hmm. can be relied upon as a two three guy. They sure. sign a you know number two ish, maybe an ace co ace to go with Webb. Yes. And then, hey, there's there's Alex Cobb. It, you know, come back when you're fully healthy and give us, you know, 15 really strong starts in the second half of the season or something like that. Mm-hmm. So because the rest of the guys that are there, big question marks. So um, all question marks. You know, yeah. Uh, last guy. This one, Michael Conforto. This guy kind of this this situation, um, kind of took a lot of people by surprise. If you look at how the se- the season he had. 
Um, I got to pull his numbers up, but basically he had a player option for 2024. It's for $18 million. He opted back in to be with the giants. Um, he did appear in 125 games, had 15 home runs, 58 RBIs, uh, slash 239, 334, 384. Not god-awful numbers, but um, for a guy that's had an injury history and you know has shown capabilities of hitting 25-plus-ish home runs, and he's only 31. Or he's not even 31. He's going to be 31 come opening day, but um, he's, he still should be in his prime right now. So I think in in a positive, you know, like he is 100% healthy this next year and just gets back to raking the way he should, um, how he was four or five years ago. Um, in the worst case scenario, still has injury bugs bugging him. Um, he's, you know, he's not fantastic in right field. And uh, he's kind of clogging up a spot that the Giants really could, uh, you know, use to add to like, hoping that they hit the trade market to bring in an outfielder, a proven outfielder maybe, because, you know, and Farhan said that, oh, well, we have some in-house guys, but, you know, there's nobody that's, like, knocking on the door. Like, I'm sorry, we've we've talked about Elliot Ramos on here for a couple years now, and, you know, they're – Mike Yastrzemski could be a trade candidate. I mean, Austin maybe, maybe still has to come back. Who knows? So maybe some guys knocking on the door, but certainly nobody's beating down the door. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, he's he's back now, um, but he's going to uh, and he'll get his opportunity. But 18 million is that's the that's a little more than a chunk to me. So, yeah, Michael Conforto. <laughs> yeah, Michael Conforto. He was a you know he was a byproduct of the. Uh, Carl's Correa deal falling through the Giants threw a big bag of cash at him and said, Hey man, like another deal where the Giants for the Giants organization took all the risk. Like, Hey, if you have a, if you have a great year, you, you can get the hell out of here next year, you know? And he had a middle of the middle of the pack year, um, 125 games, which for me personally, I, I thought that would have been enough to show other teams like, okay, they took it easy on me a little bit my first year back, but I'm healthy now. I'm ready to, to produce the, the, you know, the way I did, you know, before, before his, his surgery. But yeah. obviously, you know, we talked about before we came on a little bit, you know, Scott Boris being his agent, you know, he went out there and, and you know, tested the waters a little bit about what his market might be in a very, very weak, you know, hit or free agency market coming up. And you and me and a lot of people were like, oh yeah, he's probably going to go. He can probably go get two years, maybe 30 million somewhere in the lack of depth in the free agent hitters market is why, you know, we think that. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And that's why when the net news broke out last week that (laughs) holy, (laughs) holy shit, (laughs) you know, he's, he's coming back. He's picking up, he's, he's opting in. Well, I mean, that's a shock. I mean, that that was a shock to everybody and no, to put it lightly, nobody was, that I saw on my Twitter feed. I don't know about you. Nobody was was very happy about that, and because, like you said, he's clogging up a spot. So, and that's kind of you know, eighteen million one year. That's kind of a hard contract to to trade because he's once again, even if he has a good year, he's for for the Giants or if the Giants do trade him for whatever team he's on, he's probably out the door next winter if he if he does have have a good year. So, I mean, yeah. He, OPS was only 718 last year. That's a career low for him. So, and yeah, 50, like I said, 15, 15 homers, 58 RBIs, you know, 
didn't exactly, you know, sh- show show anybody that he's at that all star level he was back in like 2017, 2018. You know when he was or 2019 when he was hitting 25 plus home homers a year. So yeah, I just I keep going back to Scott to, to trusting Scott Boris on this. Going yeah, hey man, like you're not gonna get a better offer than what what you're gonna be making in San Francisco next year if you opt back in. So. Little little surprising, definitely a little surprising that he will be in the orange and black again next year. Thirty-one years old, so he's still in his prime. Like I said, and this is what we talked about. Like you said before we came on, you know, say Boris is talking to other teams and saying, "Yeah, I know we'd maybe bring him in for, you know, ten to twelve mil or something like that. He can kind of be a platoon guy." Uh, well, and he's probably like, "Hey, Michael, uh, not." The waters aren't great, so nope. let's let's opt back in, stay healthy, play 130, 140 games, mm-hmm. hit hit. Try, let's try and hit 20 plus home runs this year because 20 looks a lot better than 15, it and does. let's go get a two three year deal next year. So mm-hmm. I, I get it from a business perspective for sure um, mm-hmm. from the player. So um, just looking real quick before we get into our top ten free agents, um, this is excluding. Uh, arbitration and pre-arbitration salaries. The Giants' payroll currently sits at about 107 million dollars. So, the only guys right now outside of arbitration stuff, like guaranteed to get paid this next year, Mitch Haniger, Michael Conforto, Ross Stripling, Anthony DiSclefani. Don't forget about him. Okay. Taylor Rogers, Alex Cobb, Logan Webb, Wilmer Flores, and Luke Jackson. 107 million dollars right there for those guys. So, you know, you got to figure after our and, – and we'll talk arbitration stuff when that comes. Um, but after that, I mean, this payroll is still going to be sitting around, I don't know, 130-ish. Yeah. yeah. So lot, a lot of work to do in the next month or two yeah. for uh, Farhan and Co. Yeah. Taylor Rogers, Conforto, Luke Jackson. Talk about being in the right place at the right time when that Correa yep. deal fell through. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, crazy. Um, So last year, Rob and I, uh, for the first time, we did a top 10 free agents episode. We had a lot of fun with it. So we thought we'd do it again. And uh, we won't take too much time on each guy because obviously, you know, some some of these guys you you should know a good amount about. And I'm sure that all these guys are going to be mentioned twice, probably in the next 15, 20 minutes. So at least a couple. Yeah, so we don't have to go into the woods about them all. We, this is, and again, for those that are new, we are just fans. We're not experts. These are just our personal fan rankings of who we think are the top, you know, free agent guys. So when I say Shohei Otani at number seven, just don't get upset. Okay. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, oh, no, 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 you know what? Full transparency. <laughs> I don't think the Giants are going to sign any of the guys on my top 10. So let's. Let's see. Well, we'll talk about that after. A little tease right there. So, <laughs> top 10, but we're going to start with an honorable mention. So, basically, a top 11. But I'm going to let Rob go first. Rob, who's your honorable mention? My honorable mention is uh, Jung Hoo Lee. Okay. And that's just because he's an outfielder, he has a fun name, and that's it. All right. That is it. I did not go deep into the weeds with him. Um, I th- he's like the thirty fourth rank, like ranked free agent on MLB.com's list r- r- right they're now. They're all but over the place. They're yeah, all over. The, they're all over the place with him. I watched his highlights. He, he, he looks good. 
like he looks good. He looks like he would, you know, he would fit in with, you know, with the Giants, you know, like he'd be an upgrade. I mean, it's not hard to upgrade what they have in the outfield right now. We all know that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to really like want somebody you haven't really seen play in person more than his highlights. Like again, full transparency here, but an exciting electric player, you know, that, that is kind of gaining, you know, a little, a little bit of traction. Like a lot of people are thinking five, five years, hundred million for him. That's probably what, what he'll go for, which is chump change these days. So, but yeah, he's honorable mention. My honorable mention is, and it's because he's a closer. I'm going Josh Hader this low. I know a lot of people have him higher, um, but I just, I don't trust me. I think closers are very valuable. I don't, don't misinterpret what I'm about to say. I just think in terms of other free agent options, you know, you hardly see like, oh, the top free agent this year is a closer. Like that never happens. Um, so I'm going to go Josh Hader is my honorable mention. Um, you know, had a pretty decent year with the Padres. I don't have his numbers in front of me. I have everybody else's numbers in front of me, of course. But um, I know the Giants love to see Josh Hader because they <laughs> uh, they rough him up, it feels like, every time they see him the last few times he's he's been on the mound. But Mike Yastrzemski um, loves him. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Josh Hader, my honorable mention. Um, and now we'll move into t- 10. So, Rob, who's your number 10? All right. My number 10 player on the 2023 winter free agency list is Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola. He's been in the top 10 signing voting three times. Philly fans. Don't, don't ask them about Aaron Nola because you know, they're, they're a very uh, judgmental group to uh, put it lightly. (laughs) The Phillies were very good this last year, but. 4.46 4.46 ERA wasn't his best stuff. A fit before 4.03, so maybe a little bad luck in there, but not not too much. I mean, a guy who was, you know, supposed to be their quote unquote ace, which he got he got jumped by Zach Wheeler. We all know that. You know, a, a bit of a down year for him. Uh, a good 2022, a, a 3.25 ERA with a fit of 2.58. You know, he finished fourth last impressive last yeah. last year in the in the Cy, Cy Young voting, but pretty consistent and the reason the reason he's only 10 on my list i think a lot of people would have him higher is that i think his best days are behind him that's all and in a good and a bad sense because he has thrown a lot of innings the the thing that the main the main reason i i wouldn't mind him coming to the giants is the dude's out there every fifth day 32 starts in 2023 32 starts in 2022 32 starts in 2021 the COVID year 12 out count 2019, 34 starts 2018, 33 starts 2017, 27 starts. The dude's out there. The dude's he's made pitching. pretty much every start. Yeah. He's out there. And what did the, what was the giants made, made issues last year? Dudes could not stay on the field. We, we, we heard before the season started how much pitching depth that they had was like, we have so much depth. We don't know what to do with it. Ha ha ha. And by about June, it was like, Holy shit. Who the hell is going to pitch today? <laughs> like that's that's kind of where where the where the Giants were at last year. So on a maybe coming off a down like a down year, he's about to turn thirty one. So he's in that range of where he can get one more good contract. I I wouldn't mind if the Giants you know brought him in on a on a four or five year type type of deal, just because he makes every start and uh, he would be a solid 
two, maybe you know, maybe three. If you know, if Kyle Harrison is what we we hope he is. All right, good pick, good pick. My number ten, Teoscar Hernandez. I like Teoscar Hernandez. And speaking of guys that you know, you talk about Aaron Nolan being out there every five days. Well, since 2018, uh, you know, Teoscar Hernandez has pretty much been on the field for most days. 2018, 134 games. 2019, 125. 2020, 50 out of the 60. 2021, uh, his all-star year with the Blue Jays, 143, 131 in 2022. And then this year in Seattle, his lone year in Seattle, 160 games. Um, This guy hits for power. He can play in all three uh, outfield positions. Um, You know, he's he's just a a good ball player. He's not going to steal a ton of bags for you, but he'll hit for a respectable average, slash 258, 305, and 435 this year with a 106 OPS plus. So, um, I like Teoscar Hernandez, 26 home runs this year with Seattle. And um, his last six seasons, he, the low home run total is 16. So he That's, hits for power. So uh, Teoscar Hernandez is my number 10 guy. Very good pick. Uh, we will talk about him a little bit more later. Uh, my number nine is J.D. Martinez. Ooh. Yeah, and... I know he's older than dirt, but the guy refuses to age. I got to say this. I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Robbie's too old. The Giants aren't going to win now. You're right. But the, the guy, he's he's like a fine wine, man. I mean, maybe in the, the best, well, behind the Braves, the second best uh, lineup in the National League last year with, with the Dodgers. Dude hit 33 home runs. The guy's 35 years old. Hit 33 home runs. 100 RBIs. Was an all-star. He's been an all-star the last three years. And he just... I mean, even even his last year in Boston, 2022, you know, 16 homers, 62 RBIs, he'd be hitting third on the Giants right now with those stats, like which is pathetic, but it's the truth. Yeah, 2021, 28 home runs, 99 are 99 RBIs. Uh, yeah, we skipped COVID year, but yeah, 2019, 36 home runs, 105 RBIs. 2018, 43 homers, 130 RBIs. He's been really consistent here these last six years, despite him getting up there in age. And the big and the biggest thing, forget the numbers there thing. I want here in these next next year or two, I would like a veteran presence like him in the Giants' life and in their clubhouse. The you know the dude clearly know, knows what what he's doing. He's been in the American League. He's been in the National League. Like the dude is just a great hitter. He just rakes no matter what. He he's, he's going to DH for you, for you most days, but. I mean, do we even want to talk about who the Giants were throwing out there as a right-handed DH last year? Yeah, I, I didn't think so. So, you got Wilmer, bro. Yeah, we got Wilmer, bro. <laughs> yeah, God bless Wilmer, but still, like they they, they brought Dan, they brought Darren Ruff off off the streets to come to come do that last year. So, I would not be at all upset if if they were to bring in JD Martinez on a on a two year type. Type type of deal because clear, clearly he's still playing at a, at a high level and the Giants need some right handed pop. All right, good pick. Uh, my number nine guy and you just talked about him, Aaron Nola. Um, I I won't obviously talk much about him, but I'll cover a stat that you didn't uh, you didn't bring up and I I was like looking at these numbers now and I'm like holy shit, these are crazy and I'm gonna include the COVID number because it would have been great. 2018, 224 strikeouts. 2019, 229 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. 2020, in um, 12 starts, 96 strikeouts would have obliterated 200. Um, 
2021, 223, 235 in 2022, and then this last year, 202. So you could argue that one, two, three, four, five, six, in six straight years, Aaron Nola would have had 200-plus strikeouts. The dude strikes guys out. Um, I don't see him as a serious option for the Giants. I mean, we're, we're, not, we're just talking free agents in general, like whatever. But um, I think the Giants could really use a, a strikeout guy like that. And if he continues to stay healthy like he has for the majority of his career, yeah, I wouldn't be against it. So Aaron Nola, was- number nine. I was just about to touch on that. Why does he have all the strikeouts? Because he pitches. He's out there. Does he yeah. doesn't miss any time? Very true. That Very would be true. nice. Yep. Okay. Okay. So moving on. My number eight is Eduardo Rodriguez, and he's got a place in every Giants fan's heart for you know vetoing that trade for the Dodgers after <laughs> the deadline. God bless him for that. <laughs> but it, yeah. Anyway, he's he's thirty right now. He's about to, about to turn thirty one. You know, kind of the same things Aaron Nola kind of looking to get one more contract you know um the Giants are in desperate need for a lefty in the, in the rotation and we, you know we, we all hope Kyle Harrison works out we, we do and but when he stays healthy like he has been very very good for the last the last five years he, yeah, he missed six, seven starts last year, but still 13-9, 3 ERA, 152 innings, uh, 143 strikeouts, m- missed a lot of time in, in 2022, only 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 started 17 games in 2022, just, but started 31 games in, in 2018, 13-8. and eight. ERA was 474, but he had a fifth that year, 3-3-2, so that tells you right there, the Red Sox didn't play any defense behind him. So I, I just like this isn't gonna be the last lefty I have on, on my list here, but the Giants are in desperate need of a left-handed pitcher because last year they were looking at Alex Wood to be that guy or Sean Manaya, and they didn't the Giants didn't even have the, the, the conviction most nights to start start that guy, start either of those, those guys. So I think I think Rodriguez has three or four probably two years left in him. And I'm just I'm hoping the Giants at least kick the tires off on him a little bit. He's he's saying like, I know I know what, what a lot of fans are gonna say, like, oh he will play out west. He just said the other day, like, hey, he's he's willing to, you know, play play out west now. And I'm I'm sure that's because, you know, that's where all the money's about to be at. But yeah, I would not mind Eduardo Rodriguez. I will talk about him shortly. Um okay. this one is maybe like my most controversial one because I have him way lower than most people will. I have Cody Bellinger at eight, and I'm going to oh, tell wow. you why. I know. Okay. I I honestly I I don't I think there's a decent chance that Cody Bellinger actually does end up in San Francisco. You know, okay. I'd say there's like a ten to fifteen percent chance, maybe. Okay. Um, I uh, <laughs> why you say it like that? No, Anyways, no, no, I, I, I I agree to a point. Uh, Here's my thing. He's coming off a really good year um, where he took a flyer on himself and signed a one-year deal with Chicago Cubs, and it's going to end up paying off. Like, good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, played in 130 games, 26 home runs, uh, 97 RBIs. Uh, but for him, most impressively, he slashed 307, 356, and 525 with a 133 OPS+. plus. He only struck out 87 times in those 130 games. 
which is really good. He he changed his stuff and um, like in his swing, and it definitely saw the benefits from that. We've seen from different sites, whatever, like contracts and like I think was it MLB trade rumors, like his projections, like. 12 years 264 million yeah like when i saw that i was like get the fuck out of here yeah no um here's and i get that like some there's going to be some price gouging from agents this year because of the lack of star power with the bats especially i get that so you know the market's going to be a little fat but he before that you know he like he had an okay covid year but he hadn't really done anything since his MVP year in 2019. 21 and 22, those two years with the Dodgers, uh, he struggled mildly. Hit 165 in 2021, 210 in 2022, mm-hmm. and hit 29 combined home runs in those two years. Um, dealt with that shoulder injury. I know he suffered celebrating in the in the 2023 uh, World Series. But um, I just something something's off with this for me i i just and i'm gonna be i'm gonna spoil because i and, and we'll talk about it at the end like we have our free agent picks coming out tomorrow in giants chatter i i have cody bellinger staying with the cubs and i think he should because whatever happened there worked um i would be afraid that if he goes somewhere else you know like maybe it's it's the hitting coach or hitting instructors there um I don't know. He's fishy. That's why he's so low on my list. I think he's a good ball player. I just don't think he's going to be worth what he's going to get. But you can quote me on that now. It's all right. All right. So number eight, Cody Bellinger. No, you you make some some really good points there about Bellinger. Hopefully, I can make a few more here in a bit. But number seven for me, I'm staying in the left-handed pitcher category. This is Jordan Montgomery, and a guy the Giants probably could have had on the dirt cheap. Last year at the trade deadline, we talked about it on our Giants Chatter trade deadline special. Like he could, he could have been had. The Giants didn't, didn't didn't want to go after him, but he goes to Texas and what does he do? He ends up being a one-two punch with Nathan Ivaldi down the stretch. Just a bit a big game pitcher. Like it, if you'd asked me where Montgomery was on my list for the blast started, he wouldn't even be my top ten. But the guy's got stones, and that's you know how here in San Francisco, you know. You know, Giants fans, we have a bit of a soft spot for our lefties who uh, are clutching big games. So I would he's he's gotten a lot better. Like he, he's gotten better every single year. Like Yankee fans kind of threw him under the bus, you know, back in like 19 and 2020 and, and, and whatnot. I mean, 19 yet yeah, you're, you're in six, seven, five gets our only only pitch in two, in two games a year. This time was still injured in 2020 in the COVID year, you know, only only got into nine games, but from from that point on, he, he posted a th- three three ERA in, in in twenty one with a three three six three six nine 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 FIP. So I mean, that that, that, that that's pretty legit right there. In the t- one of the toughest divisions in baseball to pitch in, Fall, follows that up in in, in twenty twenty two three six nine ERA. The Yankees gets traded to the Cardinals and. Keeps going strong. Goes six and three with the Cardinals. Three eleven ERA with 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 a with a three oh eight eight FIP. You know, and he's he's gotten better and better. And then this year he's on he's he's on a, on a shitty Cardinal team. You know, goes six and nine in in his limit starts. Nice. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> See, he stayed positive because he was six and nine. Then he gets traded. He, <laughs> he, stayed, he, he stayed positive after he's traded to Texas. <laughs> Go, goes goes four and two with Texas. Posts a two seven nine ERA. So he has gotten he's gotten better and better. The older he's gotten, he's 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 thirty right now. So you know, you 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 would think he can still you know ascend a little bit, maybe the next three years and. And get better. His contract is is going to be interesting because because he, he is thirty and he is just kind of right now coming into his own. But like like I like I just mentioned with Eduardo Rodriguez, like the Giants are just desperate for for a left handed arm right now, or or at least I am. I don't know. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Harrison, we'll see. But um, yeah, I would love Montgomery out here because I think I think hell they could have had him at the trade deadline last year for almost nothing. Well, Rob, I'll uh, I'll I'll get into Jordan Montgomery when I get to him in a couple of minutes because I definitely have some thoughts on him. Um, okay. So my <laughs> my number seven is Eduardo Rodriguez. You already talked about him, lefty. Giants can use another lefty, whether it's you know Rodrigo or or Rodriguez, Rodriguez or uh, Montgomery, but Rodrigo Lopez. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this is a guy that's, you know, he's had a, I would say an average to above average career, but he is coming off a really good year, Um, appeared in 26 games, 143 strikeouts, just a 48 walks. So um, yeah, I mean, he's just a solid pitcher. I I don't need to to go into details, but Eduardo Rodriguez is a solid pitcher. He is my number seven. So who's number six for you? Number this is flying, right? Number six. Um, this is where Teoscar Hernandez falls on my list. Okay. Number six. I wish I put him higher now. Actually, as I think yeah, you know he's he's a nice player, man. Just yeah, he he really is. I like him. Look at this shit, you know. Like and Chris, Chris Corbett, man, one of his favorite players when he was playing for the Blue Jays. He hyped him up for it. Was cool. But yeah, the guy is he, he's hitting 20, 20 home runs. You know, you know, rolling out of bed here these last. Six years. I mean, hell, he had he had sixteen home runs in the in the COVID year. Only played in fifty games. I mean, what what the hell is that? I mean, that's you know, that's getting drug tested after every game at that point. So, <laughs> so and yeah, like did great in some pretty loaded Blue Jays lineups. Yeah, didn't hit hit at least twenty two home home runs from two thousand eighteen on. Aside from aside from the COVID year, where he had sixteen, but you know. 2021 when when he was also when he was an all-star and anyone the silver slugger 32 home runs 116 rbis you know backs that up you know of course he's going to regress a little bit there in 22 25 bombs 77 rbis you know you know his ops went from 870 to 807 that year and this is but this is what really stands, stands out to me he ends up in, in seattle this last year after that I, he got traded there i believe correct in that uh what trade was that that Mariners Blue Jays trade. Mm, I'll have to I'm, look it up. I'm I'm blanking on that because he because he didn't sign there. I'm pretty sure he he didn't sign in Seattle last year. I think but, I said he did sign, but I think he might be right. I'll oh have to no, no check. maybe you're, maybe you're right. I don't, I don't know, but well, either way, one year contract in Seattle and got off to a slow start. I know I know this for a fact because I had him in fantasy and I was like, what the hell's wrong with this fool? And come June, turns it on. You know, ends up hitting 26 home runs, 93 RBIs. You know, OPS was only 741, but that's you know when you get to a slow start, you know that's going to happen. But like like you mentioned earlier, Doug, 134 games in 2018, 
125 and 19, played 50 in the COVID year, 143 in 21, 131 in 2022, and 160 last year. And so, so you you can pencil pencil this guy in the lineup every every single day, and that's the Giants were lacking players like that last year. Guys, where you're like you had no idea what the hell the lineup was going to be every day. Like this, this dude should be hitting, you know, so anywhere between third and fifth every day for whatever team he plays on next year. I'm sure he will. Yeah, he, you are correct. He was traded last November, actually, yes. almost just a week from today. Okay. Um, from Toronto for uh, Eric Swanson, the That's, right-handed that, that reliever, that was and also okay. Adam Mako, Mako probably Mako. Yeah, because I knew he didn't. I knew he didn't. I knew he didn't sign there. I knew. He, yeah. I knew he didn't sign there. Nope, you were right on that one for sure. Um, number six, I'm gonna go Sunny Gray here. Um, God, it feels like he's been around forever, dude. And he is. Uh, he's fr- actually he just turned 34 two days ago on Tuesday. So. Um, he's getting up there, but still not like in the hella old range, you know, like, I mean, right. well, Rob just turned 34. So, you know, he's hella yeah, yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, happy birthday, by the way, Rob, a yeah, week yeah, ago. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Not hella old, but yeah, he's, he's getting there. Let's say yeah, there, you, know, you know what I mean? You know he's getting Anyways, there. Hey, uh, Sonny Gray has been around a long time and he's, he's been a, a good durable pitcher, um, coming off a really strong year in Minnesota. Um, 32 starts, a 279 ERA, 183 strikeouts to 55 walks. So a Damn. great contract year um, and a 283 FIP. So he pitched pretty true to his his numbers. So right. um, a great, great contract year for Sonny Gray. Um, this is a guy that I have seen a little bit linked to San Francisco. Um, you know, 34 is kind of that odd age, though, if we're being serious about in terms of contract. You know, he could be a th- uh, three to four year uh, candidate for maybe a little higher AAV. So yeah, um, Sonny Gray uh, is my number six guy. Good, good, good pitcher. Good pitcher. Very good pitcher. You can't go wrong with him. Yeah. Very happy he didn't sign with the Dodgers last year because that's what I predicted last year. So, <laughs> so I'll take him on the Giants. But my this is number five. Man, number five. Yes, number five. Number five. Doug's favorite pitcher, Blake Snell. Staying with the lefties here. I just, I really, I really want a lefty. Can, can you, can, on, you can't say Doug's here. favorite pitcher and then just move on because <laughs> you got to tell these people that's not, I'm not a Blake Snell guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, come on. Like they follow you on Twitter, I think mostly. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Blake Snell obviously coming off a great year. He's probably, probably gonna, gonna win the side down here and for sure. Next week so 14 and nine, two, two, five ERA. Uh, only gave up 15 home runs and 180 innings. He was he he was good. Like say what you will, but he he was good. Fit a three four four, you know. So maybe go a little lucky on a bat on a bad Padres defensive team. So he was he was doing something right right out there. But coming off of by his standards last you know in 2022 eight and ten, but still a three three eight ERA with a fit a two eight zero. So. Even it, you know, even a year ago when people were like, "Hey, what's going on, Blake Snell? The pod, you know, the Padres, you know, he's supposed to be their their ace, and he's struggling." Now he still had a pretty good year, and hundred in one hundred twenty innings uh, in twenty twenty two, one hundred twenty eight innings as well in twenty twenty one. So missing a little a little time, little time, but one hundred eighty this last year. And I guess my, my my big kicker here is, you know, his old manager. 
for he just won the sign with is now in San Francisco. So that you know that right there just kind of connecting the dots. It's like that because in in other if Bob Melvin wasn't here, he might be like seven or eight. He'd be a little lower on, on my list. But since Bob Melvin's here, I'm like, come on, man, work work the magic. The Giants need need a co ace up there with Logan Webb because because if we're being honest, I think Logan Webb's better than him. I think or damn near close. So, but that righty lefty yin yang at the at the top of the rotation would be very nice. And now the Bob Melvin's here, like I'm I'm getting a little more needy for it, I guess. All right, all right. My number five, I'm a little higher on him than you are, and it's Jung Hoo Lee. And I want <laughs> to say it because I love when you say it, man. It's awesome. And this, and I just want to say, we're not making fun. We just love his name. It's awesome to say. It's a giant uh, sign. This guy, his nickname is Yoo Hoo. It's it has to be uh, Jung Hoo Lee, um, it, it, and it's okay. I mean, a lot of people don't know he's a fresh 25 uh, years old, so he's he's young uh, outfielder. I'll tell you what, I I've been kind of doing what i usually don't do like i've been studying up on him a little bit the last couple days just like actually watching like eye test the dude's like pretty damn athletic and um i I believe he's won six consecutive gold gloves in the kbo um he can steal some bags it's not a huge part of his game but he can and he can hit for some power um you know he he hit for 23 home runs in 2022 only six this year uh but it's there. I mean, he hits for average again. Uh, you know, he's, his career in the KBO in seven seasons, 340 average, 407 on base, 491 slugging. Now, of course, he's not seeing major league pitching. So, you know, those numbers are really good over there. Who knows if they translate over here? Hope they do, of course. Um, but he's definitely one of the uh, big, you know, in, in a year where we have multiple guys coming over from the Asian countries in this off season, like he's, he's going to get a good deal somewhere and he's going to be a big part of someone's lineup. Cause uh, you know, 25 years old, um, he's kind of dude, his swing, he, he kind of reminds me of like Vlad Guerrero senior and Pablo, like he'll swing out of the strike zone and put the ball in play. Mm-hmm. So um, that may come to bite him in the ass, especially early on here before he makes adjustments. But oh, oh, Jung, yeah. I, I do think that Jung Hooli's he's going to have a he'll have a fun career um, wherever he goes. So number five, Jung Hooli. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it if, if they sign him. And for for those of you who don't know, I learned a lot about the KBO during COVID because it was the only thing you could bet on. True, that league <laughs> is legit. I'd stay up till two in the morning watching that shit. And those play those the. the Kawum Heroes, the Latte Giants, those are some good-ass teams over there, and that league is competitive as hell. So I think it is going to translate for okay. Jung Hoo Lee. So I hope I it does. Throw, I just throw it in there. Because so, I know I know the Giants have had some front office executives over there watching. They've been you, there. So. They've been watching you who, my boy. <laughs> All right, so number four for me is the local man, Reese Hoskins. I want a first baseman who hits the ball a long fucking way. <laughs> All right? I am sick of watching every other team in baseball have that, and the Giants not. Nothing is Lamont Wade, who did a great job last year learning on the fly. The Scott Hatterberger in real time, you know, from Moneyball. <laughs> I mean, he did an outstanding job. Hit, and he hit layoff and got on base, you know. He did a great job, but I want Reese Hoskins. He's coming off the torn, the torn ACL. Very sad last, last year in spring, in spring training. But... You know, he, he the, the thing with Hoskins is he gets lost in the shuffle so bad on those Phillies teams, and 
and who wouldn't, you know, in, in, in that lineup, you know, but 2022, I mean, 30 home runs, 70 RBIs played in 156 games, you know, you know, OPS of, of 794 hit 27 bombs in, in 2021, 20 or hit 10 during, during the short COVID COVID year played in 2019, played in 160 games, 29 homers, 85 RBIs, 153 games in 18, 34 homers and 96 RBIs. And something that really stands out here. Did you know he walked 116 times in 2019? How the hell that happened? Well, that's impressive. That's yeah. That's some Barry Bonds light back in the day, but yeah, that that's, that's kind of an elite quality for, you know, to go hand in hand with a big power bat. That's usually, you know, if you have both of those, uh, you know, attributes. Usually, you're one of the better guys in the game. Yeah, he's never had an, an OBP lower than three three thirty two. Um, he's never hit lower than than two than two twenty. We'll take two twenty six in, in twenty nineteen. He's taking a lot of walks that year, but so we'll give him a pass. But I'm just, it's not because he's local. I don't give a fuck about that. I know the Giants love local kids, but I don't care where he's from. But I just, the Giants can probably get get him now on a you know, on a bit of a le- lesser deal since yeah. he's coming off, coming off the blown knee. And that's why he's a, he's a little higher on my list. And I'm just, man, I'm, he's about to turn 30. Like he's coming into to his prime years, assuming he recovers coming off, coming off, you know, the uh, ACL rehab, but I'm just, man, I need a first baseman that hits, that's going to give me 30 home runs, man. Or at least I think he can, you know? I feel you, and I, I, I'm gonna say this. I don't have Reese Hoskins in my top ten, mm. but I, I, that's that's a that's a good pick, um, because when he's healthy, he's he's very dangerous with a bat. And you, the the Phillies just announced that Bryce Harper is gonna be their everyday first baseman moving forward. So, so he's available, know, he, boys. He's gonna be going somewhere else. So yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So we're at number four. All right. See now, obviously, I view this guy a little higher, and and that's. That's totally fine because I've been wanting to talk about him, uh, and that's Jordan Montgomery. Okay, and now here's a guy. <laughs> All right, Chris. now you you talk about this. You talked about what the Rangers gave up for him, and I don't have the specific names and what you know prospect rankings that went out from the Rangers to go get Jordan Montgomery, who obviously was part of the World Series championship run with Texas, um, but. They didn't give up much, and when we did our trade back, our you know our, our trade proposals back in July, this was the guy I wanted because I felt like the Giants did need some significant upgrades to make a real postseason run, um, you know, in the final two months of the season. And overall, I knew that they weren't going to, and I was kind of leaning on the sell side. But I thought, hey, like, what would what could be a realistic not give up a ton and let's let's make a buy move and it was Jordan Montgomery and i had them giving up two high barely ranked higher giants prospects to go get him for the rest of 2023 and it was like grant mccray who you know some people you know love for some fucking reason <laughs> and uh i forgot who the other guy had outgoing for jordan montgomery who in the regular season made 11 starts with the Texas Rangers, uh, 279 ERA, 58 strikeouts, 13 walks, and went 4-2 and two in those 11 games. He was really good. Now, 
I know butterfly effect doesn't mean he's going to put up those numbers here, but you didn't have to give up a ton for Jordan Montgomery. And I would love if the giants were to bring him in this offseason. he would probably be like, you know, like not superstar, but like a realistic, really good addition to the rotation because I immediately think he'd be your two, two B guy in that yes. rotation. He's yes. only 30, even mm-hmm. though it feels like he's been around forever. Um, and he's coming off. He, he's like really consistent. He's kind of like a Eduardo Rodriguez where he doesn't get talked about a ton, but he puts up even better than Rodriguez. He puts up good numbers, dude. And, mm-hmm. and like, I'm not a huge analytics guy. I, I factor in some of it, but I do believe I'm like, you've been talking about tonight. I'm a FIP guy. I do believe in FIP because Me it really too. shows yeah. true, more true pitcher, like how the pitcher did. Mm-hmm. And since, uh, 2019 he has had a fip under four every year yeah um so you know not ace material but really solid and his last couple years you know three uh three five six this last year combined with the cardinals and the rangers last year is three six one 2021 is three six nine so he puts up solid numbers i like jordan montgomery and that's why i have him kind of high at number four hey Montgomery and Nathan Ivaldi. They were that righty lefty yin yang. Oh. Why why can't that be Logan Webb and Jordan Montgomery in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Why can't we make that happen? And and you can blame the Yankees fans for uh, aging Jordan Montgomery. I'll tell you that right now. That's why we think he's been around forever because they gave him shit early in his career. All right, you ready you for? Uh, yeah, I got you. you okay. We on to number three now. We are on number three, and this is where it got really kind of tough for me. Okay. My number three is Yoshinabu Yamamoto. And where the hell is Charlie Baldwin when I need him? (laughs) Um, When you you had mentioned uh, last night in our Giants Chatter group chat that you were looking up uh, YouTube highlights of him, I don't know if you were being serious or not, but I actually was. I was being dead serious. (laughs) Because I actually was. I'm like – I'm like, okay, if I put this guy on the list, I better know at least a little bit about him. So, okay, he's 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 24, absolutely dominated the, the Japanese league the, these last few years. He's he's pitched in 20, 24 games, yeah, 24 games in the, the, this last year. It's kind of weird how how they how they chart tr- this shit down because he he's, he played for the Orcs Buffaloes or whatever. Yeah, for the last like five years, but but they have they have like his games like chopped up into different categories, which is really kind of goofy. Yeah. But yeah, he went he went seventeen and six over, over there this last year. ERA one one six. What the fuck, dude? One hundred seventy one innings, one hundred seventy six strikeouts. Well, yeah, say no more. And they don't believe in FIP over there. But with the one one six ERA, I don't need to hear anything else. Uh, it might have a one at the beginning. Yeah, still. it might. It might be even lower. Some of those guys might have, couple, <laughs> might have booted a couple, but yeah, he and he went. He went fifteen and five in twenty twenty two. Yeah, ERA is one six eight. Yeah, horrible year right there. You know, compared to what he just did. But eighteen and five in twenty twenty one, and he's with a one three nine ERA, and he, and he's just he's a baby. You know, he's just coming in into his own and. For some of you Giants fans who are missing Kevin Gosman, what does this guy do? He throws a fastball in the mid nineties, has a hell of a splitter. Uh, he has he has a bit of a 12-6 curveball, like as as his third pitch, really nasty shit. And more than anything else, 
obviously this dude this dude is good and he, and, and, and he can pitch and there's gonna be a fat market for him i expect him to make north of 200 million dollars that's what's projected for him i think he's gonna make more than that but which is which is rare for a guy coming over yeah, from japan it, it sure is but like we talked his, his age he's 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 a kid you know but th- you know this is one of those guys where if the giants are serious about kind of cha- changing the culture ar- around the team and getting people excited this is this is a guy i really want them to consider because with the lack of the hitting market that we've that, that we've talked about, there's not a lot of hitters, hitters out there. You know, the Giants want to show fans that they're serious. They will pursue him hard, and they've done their homework on him. Like you said, they've done the same thing with with Jung Hoo Lee. So they've been over there. They know, and I I just hope this isn't one of those things where they're okay. We put out a competitive offer, but you know, just. He was just a little out of our price range, but yeah, we know what we're doing. Like, fuck that. Like, go out and get one of these guys. You know, I have two guys higher. I'm just getting started because I have two guys higher than him, but this is a culture changer type of player. So go get Yoshi, my man, Yoshi. Rob, I'm with you. He's my number three. And I'll tell you what, I attempted mm, to move him up to two. <laughs> me me but- too. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, and you know, I, I gotta give gotta give our guy Charlie Baldwin a little credit because he's mm-hmm. he's been on he's been on Yoshi for a while now. Yoshinobu oh, yeah. Yamamoto, what a great name, man! That's a great um, name. My gosh. Uh oh my gosh! I uh, breaking news. What if he? What if his <laughs> nickname for when he strikes out people? He's got two Y's. He's Yoshinobu Yamamoto. It's Y two K. Oh dear. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Anyways, well, let's get back to baseball. No, right when he, no, when he strikes people out, I better see Yoshi from Mario Baseball up there throwing pitches. <laughs> that, that's a thing. Listen, you you talk about his numbers. I don't need to go over those again. They're they're dominant here. I'm with you. I think this guy. He's a fresh 25. Just turned 25 back in August. I think he's a uh, he's a significant piece. He is like, if he came to the giants, he's right there with Logan Webb, like one B maybe end up being one. A I, I think he is a front of the rotation guy. And, and I love that you went into details because I want, like I I wasn't joking when I said I watched highlights of him last night because I wanted to see more of guys. I haven't really seen pitch a ton, His 12, six curve. I have this in my notes. His 12, six curve is elite. Yeah. It's elite. I, I put that down too. And he's got he can touch like 95, 96, which is really good. Maybe yeah. hit 97 eventually with the four seam. But he's got like, I'm pretty sure it's a two seam that goes like 90 to 92. That's got some wicked movement down into the dirt. Um, he's got the signature long pause, like the Japanese wind-up, dude. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna love watching this guy. And I'll tell you what, I I really hope the Giants go after this guy. I wasn't huge on because i didn't know a ton about him until right. recently like the last couple of weeks and then i've been doing my homework i believe he's supposed to get posted in the next week or so and um teams have 45 days to sign him so he's going to be signed before the the end of the year um and i think uh if if farhan's serious he said he wants to add a front of the rotation guy this might be their number one realistic option they're going to go after. If they bring him in, then like kudos far on, like you hit it out of the park with this one. Cause if you get him 
paired up with Logan Webb and Kyle Harrison takes the next step and, you know, could be a, a average to above average every fifth day starter. Like you got a pretty solid three in 2024. So I'm with you, man. Yoshi come to the Bay, bro, because I want to see you pitch here. I, I really do. Yeah. And, and yeah, if, if Farron's tired of hearing about people say how he fucked up with Kevin Gosman, get this guy. Cause he's just like him, but better. And pay twice as much. <laughs> Whatever. You know, <laughs> you ain't paying nobody on this team, so it's fine. All right, all right. Let's get moving on from Yoshi. But, man, hope we get that guy. My number two is Cody Bellinger. Oof. I know, I know. But <laughs> yeah. I bought I, I, I bought in, Doug. Like, I, I, I bought into Cody Bellinger this last year. And my biggest fear is what, is what you alluded to earlier, that he will not leave the Cubs because – they fixed him. They fixed him good. I mean, not only did he hit 26 bombs, 97 RBIs coming off a, a year where he hit two fucking 10, he hit 307 this last year. A I know. Guy with a, a guy with a swing that long and that that electric, that's my biggest fear. But my biggest, you know, my biggest pro with him is he's still, he's still a kid. Like, he's about to be 28. And if he did figure it out, you know, you, you – Come, come to a player's manager like, like like Bob Melvin, and we don't know who the hitting coach is going to be yet. So that maybe that's something that's going to come into play with Bellinger because I don't think Bellinger is going to get signed anytime soon. That's going to drag out. Like you, you just talked, you just talked about how they're projecting some sites, not all sites, are projecting him twelve years. Yeah, fuck that. I don't want twelve years. Hell <laughs> no. Hell no. no. Seven to eight, and you got to overpay a little bit. I would at age twenty-seven, I would probably do that if you're if they're convinced that whoever they're bringing in to, to be the hitting coach can can you know uh duplicate what he was able to do in chicago this last year because that was a hell of a turnaround man like i was yeah i was ready to write him off and leave, and leave him for dead you know uh, hit 165 and 21 210 in 2022 it's like damn what the hell happened to this guy and but he looks absolutely the player he was in 2019 2018 and 2017 like that's and I, I believe that, you know, because once you lose it, it's hard, it's hard to get it back. Because hitting is so, is so mental, and you can fuck with yourself in the box so hard. And I guarantee, I guarantee you this dude w- went through it bad. But if you're able to find it again a- after you had it all and then lost it, I mean, that shows, man, a, lo- a lot of grit and you know determination and you know fortitude to be able to get there. So. I, I I guess I'll, I'm all in on Cody, on Cody Bellinger. He's an exciting player. He can play center field. You can put him at first base. Maybe that's why, because I want a, a first baseman that can hit dingers. Maybe that's that's part of the reason too. Just like Reese Hoskins, he throws the ball <laughs> so hard. So uh, yeah, that was that was bad. <laughs> we'll never forget that one. He throws it so high. Ah, the Giants win. And, but but yeah, I guess I'm I'm all in on the Cody Bellinger bad, bad, bad wagon again. I guess I'm on board. All right, my number two. I'm being a fat-ass hypocrite here. <laughs> Blake, Blake Snell. Snell. <laughs> uh, Blake Snell, number two. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. The only reason I have him ahead of uh, you know Yoshi at number three is because I've seen Blake Snell do it in Major League Baseball for several years now. Yes. You know, we still don't know if Yamamoto is going to come over and be as dominant, I'm hopeful he could be, you know, close to as dominant as he has been overseas, but that's to be determined. So I'm going with the more proven guy. Here's the thing. 
Blake Snell's a a really good pitcher. He's he's gonna win the Cy Young this year in the National League. We'll find that out in the upcoming days when the awards are out. Um, two two five ERA again. I don't have to go over the ton numbers. I just get worried because I can't stand when dudes can't throw fucking strikes. I'm sorry. And his here's the thing. Here's a here's a plus comment for for uh, Blake Snell since 2018 through 2023. His strikeouts per nine are unbelievable. 11, 12.4, 11.3, 11.9, 12, 11.7 this year. You know, blow it by a strikeout, heavy hit or miss stuff, but he does miss a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. his la- since since 2018, I'll go back to there where he had where he won his Cy Young with the Rays, went 21-5, 189 ERA, 3.2 walks per nine, 3.4, 3.2, 4.8, 3.6. And then this year, where he's probably going to win the Cy Young, he averaged five walks per nine. Five. Mm -hmm. Like, that's incredible to me. So Dude's everywhere on base. It's it's nuts. Like, again, I don't think Blake Snell's a bad pitcher. I'm not saying that at all. I just... He walks so many dudes, and that worries me. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that I'm sure the Giants are going to be in touch with him. And, you know, if they end up bringing her, I, I don't want people to say, like, oh, the Giants got Blake Snow, like Doug's pissed. Like, no, like, <laughs> the Giants can't bring in a fucking free agent to save their lives. If they were to bring in Blake Snell, I'd be super happy because yeah. he's like, there's your top of the rotation guy. I just think that he's like, you know, I don't know. He's a question mark with his command still, and he's going to be 31 pretty soon. So um, I, I put Blake Snell to because he's proven it at the major league level. I know that was so I contradicted myself so many times there, but that's just how I feel about him. I'm up and down. No, you know, and I, and I think uh, for a lot of us, you know, not just because we're Giants fans and we're being kind of homers, but I think the biggest contrast this year between him and Logan Webb was Logan Webb pitched deep into every game. Blake Snell very very seldomly pitched past the fifth sixth inning. Not yeah, very often. He's already at ninety five hundred pitches for the, know, yeah, the fifth. For, for the reasons you just mentioned. So that yeah. that's a very that's a very good point. And that's quite frankly that's why he wasn't higher on my list. But yeah. he is going to win the Cy Young. It's, it's going to be he his is. second, his second one. And, Cy Young, and it's, Cy Young it's in both earned. leagues is pretty impressive. It is. It is <laughs> for sure. There's good. only one other guy to do it. That I can think of. No, I'm not. I'm just joking. I'm not going to get into that. Nope. Uh, Trevor Bauer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, My number one. Yeah. Trevor. All right, Rob. We can, we can just share this one, right? Let's do it. Trevor Bauer. Okay, number one. Oh my God, he is free agent. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get canceled. I'm not yeah, saying well, shit about Trevor Bauer. I just want to put that out there. I hope Trevor Bauer does not come to the Giants. Let's just. <laughs> Let Thank me you. Get that, let me get that out. That out. Thank you. Yeah, let me get that out there. And I don't think you will. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. You have the floor first, Rob. Talk about the best player in the world. His OPS was over a thousand last year. Is that good? That's, that, that's cheating. You know, thousand sixty-six. I mean, God, we're Barry Bonds. Anyone? I mean, that's that, that's Barry Bonds. You, you know, that's that's closest thing that we we've seen to Barry Bonds is what he did. Last year and in 2021, where he had 46 bombs, 100 RBIs, had a down year in 22, 34 homers, 95 RBIs. Sucks. Yeah, what a loser. Uh, but he played, but 155 in 21, 151 games, 157 games in 2022. Missed a little, a little time last year, but hell, he still played 135 games, which would have been probably top tops on the Giants outside of uh, 
who Wilmer Flores. I mean, I don't know. Like the Giants have anybody playing that many games. I don't think, but or J, probably JD Davis. I think he played that many games, but. Otani with his all his arm issues and coming out of games is oh my well I got my I cramped up and this and that like oh Otani throw Otani he was in the lineup the next day and even and even when he he can't pitch I mean, he's the best hitter in baseball like and it's not relatively close you know I like Aaron Judge a lot too but come, I mean this this is a generational talent right here and you know just just to keep it simple they talk about changing the culture around the giants and getting asses in those seats. And this is the guy you go out and get. If you want to do all those things, if you get Otani, just, the, it was the same way we, to a lesser extent, obviously that we viewed Carlos Correa last year when the giants had him signed, you get him in here. Maybe others will come too. You know, you, you got to start somewhere. You have to make that jump with one of these free agents and time is ticking, man, you know, for obviously for far, for far on. I know he, I know he quote unquote got extended to 2026 along with Melvin, but I don't buy it for a second. The Giants suck again next year. He's gone. I don't care what anybody says. So th- this is the time they have to go out and make a move for what, for somebody like this. And it's just to change the tone around this ball club. And yeah, it's, it's got to be a, if they're serious, man. They 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 can't get outbid for Otani. Let's say if they if they get if he, if he if he doesn't pick the Giants, that's fine, that's totally fine. But do not get outbid for this guy because you're paying nobody. I'm tired of the whole don't get outbid shit, man. Get it? But I, I, you're right. Here's the thing. I'll I'll talk. You talk numbers. I'll I'm gonna talk contract numbers. Kind of. Okay, I'll get it in a sec. But yeah, this is a guy who. He's not going to pitch this next year. Having Tommy John, I think it's for a second time. Isn't that correct? Yes. Um, here's the thing. Regarding his bat, he's going to be one of the better hitters in the game for another seven, eight, nine years. I mean, that's just the fact. About um, 29. So, yeah, he's, yeah. Coming into, he's coming into his prime. Oh, yeah. So, he's going to hit for power. He's going to hit for average. That's, that's going to stick around for at least 70, 75% of the contract he's going to get, which is going to be, you know, in the 10 to 12, maybe even 13 year range Um, pitching. Yeah. He's not going to be pitching in 2024, but he plans to pitch in 2025 and assuming that he's going to rehab like a motherfucker. Hey, he's six, five, like two twenty. He's not small. He's a big dude. He's strong as shit. Um, he's a better athlete than people would think. I mean, going back to the offensive side of the ball, he he steals bags. He had like 20 bags stolen this year. Yes. But talking about pitching, you know, you're only going to get one non-year of him pitching. Then he's going to come back, and he's going to be the best dual threat ever to play the game. Um, Yeah, I mean, so let's talk contract. Because I see a lot of people saying that, oh, well, he lost he lost so much money getting hurt. This Bullshit, man. No, I don't man. think he lost – hardly anything and i see a lot of here here's I'll, I'll try and be quick if if his if his contract number starts with a five i think it's a steal yes i is. think it's a steal and, and and a lot of a lot of experts are saying he's gonna get you know between nine and 12 ish years and the 500 and something million dollars if if that's all it's gonna take i've been saying the last couple of weeks like whatever the highest offer is 
the Giants need to offer like 50 mil more. And yes. if you need to offer an extra year, if the if if the highest is like 11 years, 550, give them 12 for freaking 600. Like, just do it. And just you're like, it. like you're saying, this is the guy that's gonna not just change the team around. He's gonna. I know this sounds really cheesy. He's gonna change San Francisco around, mm-hmm. and I mean the entire city. Could like be. this, this, this puts him up there with like Steph Curry. Uh, you know, I'm talking. You know, right now, like in the city, like. He's right there with Steph Curry as like big star. You're gonna get people going to Giants games that aren't even baseball fans. Like you do whatever you can to get them. And I like Rob and I are really realistic baseball fans, sports fans. Like, do we think he ends up in San Francisco? I no. don't. I still don't. No. I don't. But but if you are the Giants and you're serious, the only reason he doesn't come here is because he didn't want to be there. You give him whatever it takes to get him here, because after that. You're gonna get you're gonna get guys that want to come play with Shohei Otani, and I don't know if he's he wants to be a guy that starts a legacy and and has his own legacy wherever he goes, or he's gonna want to go join a team with several stars already, like the team down south. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean Shohei Otani is incredible. I think he's he's deserving and should get six hundred plus mil. Um, yeah, give him give him a blank check. This is a generational star who this is the year where he's never going to have this opportunity again. No. So it's going to be a massive contract. Give it to him. And I don't even care if, if, you know, after three, four years you go, well, it was a bad contract. Well, you know what? The giants actually got it done and they tried it, We're at that point. Get it done. We are at that point. And yeah, I think if, if far on far anxiety, you know, values his position with the giants. Yeah. He will try like hell to make this happen and not, and, not get stringed along the way he did with Aaron Judge, where Aaron Judge was Aaron Judge was never coming to the Giants last year. Let's be real, he was never no, the Giants. We, we the, the, the Giants were a pawn in a, in a, in a bigger scheme to oh, get more money huh. from Cashman and Steinbrenner, and that's fine. Good on Aaron Judge; he got it done. He got forty million a year. Congratulations! Giants but, are the leverage kings. Yes, they are because they because they're like I, I keep saying they're paying nobody. They have all yep. the money right now to do that. But l- let me ask you one one thing: since I mean we're we're done here, but and yep. we're we're yep. just on Otani. How how do you think his rehabbing from 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 surgery from 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 Tommy John? How do you think that do you think that's going to affect him at all in terms of being in the lineup every day hit, hitting the ball? Well, he I don't think he's going to be able to start the season, but like if he's able to be in the lineup by like June, look at what Bryce Harper did this year. Right, he came off I, not a pitcher, of course, but you know came off of Tommy John on you know, on his right arm. Right. And he, he got into the lineup by, was it like late June? I think I may be wrong on that. I took him a little bit er, of time to get early. I believe he was. Okay. Okay. Like he was hitting, took him a little time to get his power going, but Bryce Harper come August, September was back to being Bryce Harper. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't think so. I I think, uh, you know, I I'm sure that Otani is, getting the best rehab he's going to be as ready to go outside of pitching obviously and understood why that takes time um and he's taking this year off of pitching but mm-hmm. i bet you by you know mid-season shohei otani is going to be back to being one of the best hitters in the game uh that i i don't worry about that at all so yeah. nah me neither i just like 
people who are getting turned off by the fact that he can't pitch this year and it won't pitch till 2025. And even if he's not that same pitcher in 2025, it's the fact that he can pitch. And at some point you can insert him into games. See and, the big picture. Yeah. And let, and let him throw. That is a, that is a fucking weapon in, in a half. That's like you said, like, that's that's never I mean Babe Ruth I guess you know that's never really been done so even if he's not out there because I mean the Angels were smart with him you know for the most part every sixth day he was out there like he, he wasn't every five he was every six day type of pitcher but even if he just goes out there and throws you a couple innings out of the freaking bullpen you know dur- throughout his career with the Giants or wherever he goes I mean that is such a, a weapon because he's if he doesn't get hurt he, he he leads the American League in strikeouts so I. I mean, you just get you give him what he wants, man. Do not do not let him and his pitching status in 2024 d- deter you from getting that done. The worst case scenario for Shohei Otani is he comes back, pitches in 2025, and it's just like it's not the same. Yeah, he's still going to be one of the best hitters moving forward. You may be paying a little higher AAV for just a hitter. But, you know, in four or five years, $500, $600 million contracts are going to be the norm. So who the who gives a shit? At worst case scenario, Shohei Otani is just going to be a highly paid first couple years of his contract, really elite hitter. So not tripping about it. Pay the man. Um, all right. Just closing out. Uh, going to plug a little Giants chatter. Uh, tomorrow, hoping to have our free agent destinations out on Giants Chatter on Facebook. Uh, make sure you join up on the group there and um, on Twitter, of course. And we're going to get our Instagram going this season, which should be fun, uh, just to be somewhere else, give give the people some options. So, yeah, doing it, all, all eight of us, all of us admin for Giants Chatter are going to be having our free agent destinations. And then also over the next couple of weeks, we'll be getting our most wanted out um, in particular, like guys we would like to see the Giants go after. We'll have a little summary about why they fit, what their contract could look like. Um, so, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. And uh, just before we get out here, just want to say we're two days away on Saturday. Uh, it is Veterans Day. So I just want to say a happy Veterans Day to all those people that uh, served our country and, um, you know, made the ultimate sacrifice. And Absolutely. thankful for you. I have I, – I know on both sides of our, our family here, Rob, we have – some vets in our family. So uh, thankful Plenty for their them. service. Yep. And I, God, it, that's, that's such a reminder that it's middle of November. My God. <laughs> I know. I love the cold weather, bro. Uh, me, me, me too, man. It's, start, it's starting to, starting to feel like football season a, a mm-hmm. little bit and it's starting to get away from like, like I said, at the beginning of, of the show, like getting away from 2023 baseball. Cause it wasn't fun. So <laughs> no, no, <laughs> So we'll wrap with that. We went long tonight, but uh, we'll be back soon uh, for episode 112. So for Say Hey Doug and Say Hey Rob, until next time, thank you and go Giants. Go Giants. Sign you who. Say hey. Say who. Say Willie. Say hey. Say who. Swinging at the plate. Say hey. Say who. Say Willie. That Giants kid is great. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.